Hey there, welcome back to another episode of MVP Business, where we showcase leaders who live through their mission, vision, and passion. I'm your host, Steph Silver, owner of Vine Collective, a unique brand experience and coaching agency where we help businesses to connect with customers and employees and to navigate their personal journeys to overcome challenges and rise to the next level of their home, work, and spiritual lives. Today's guest is Will Rothell, owner of Ceremony Botanical Studio, a lovely boutique in the heart of Wimberley Square, offering pretty plants and thoughtful goods for habitat and home. Thank you so much for joining me, Will. Thanks for having me, Steph. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So I do want to say that Ceremony is one of my absolute favorite places to be. And I was so happy when I walked past it with my son for the first time. And he was also like, what is this place? Can we go in? Can we buy this? Can we buy this? And first of all, no, we can't buy everything. But I love that you love it as much as I do. So tell me, Will, where you were and what happened before you came to Ceremony. Well, uh, I actually met you the first time I I was working for Gary Weeks and Company. And Mm -hmm. I worked for them for close to 17 years uh, before I started working at Ceremony. I was a woodworker there. I built furniture, uh, and it was a wonderful job. And uh, to be honest, I miss it all the time because it it had a lot of great things about it. Uh, But that's what I was doing before this. And I worked in antique uh, business some also before that. That was something I dabbled in. So furniture was kind of my thing for a long time. Uh, And then this plant experience just kind of uh, came into my life, basically grew in there like plants do, kind of how it worked. (laughs) That's how life kind of works. Mm -hmm. So how did it come into your life? Uh, I had an antique store with my wife next door to where we are now. Uh, And the three buildings that are on that property are owned by a woman named Joyce Webb, who's been here in town forever. She's a dear friend of mine, and she's a musician. uh, And... It's kind of started with uh, we didn't have that space next door. Uh, it was it was the Busy Bee or something like that. It was a, a gift store, uh, and we were in the little spot. The, the woman who was in the Busy Bee moved out. Our friend Natalie had opened Ceremony Botanical in a different part of Wimberley before that. Mm-hmm. And when the Busy Bee came open, we said, hey, this would be a great place for your store to be. And so she ended up renting that building. When that happened, we started uh, selling antiques with the plants because our two businesses kind of meshed well like that. Uh, And then over time, Natalie uh, had babies and her husband got a job in Seattle and they decided they were going to move. And that was right when COVID first wave happened and they had sold their business. But when COVID happened, they had to close and it ended up falling through the sale. So uh, I found another friend who I thought, well, this business would be great for them. They they should buy this from Natalie and keep it open because we wanted it to be next door so much. Uh, That fell through also. And then her lease was close to being up. She didn't know whether she should reopen or just call it quits. And we decided, well, I think uh, this business is really valuable and has so much potential that we purchased the business from her without it being open. It had been closed for several months, and there was no inventory or anything like that. But we really just liked the idea so much and uh, wanted the store to stay and be better. 
Mm-hmm. So we jumped in on it and it worked out. How scary was that for you? That's a really big leap. It was a, it was a really big leap. Uh, the first thing I did was call my friend Everett Roebuck. He's my business partner over there, uh, he and his wife, and said, well, would you all do it with us so it's not as scary? And they were probably pretty scared too, but uh, we did it. Everett and I went to grade school here in Wimberley together since then, and uh, he's, his family's in antique business. And so that's how I got into that business, was moving, working, uh, just basically loading some trucks here or there because they have an antique moving business. They they move antiques around the country for designers who buy them at big shows. And so I did some work with them just moving antiques and kind of realized that wasn't really, I didn't want to be in a truck all the time with, mm-hmm. with Everett driving around. So we opened our own antique store. That was when I was about 20 years old in Bastrop. And uh, we did that for a few years. It was a long way to drive, but our business did pretty well. And so when this came along, I figured, well, we've done it before once together, so maybe we should try it again. And we did. And it's all been going great. How much have you changed it from the store that it was before you took over? We have much more inventory, and we have more people helping. Natalie's idea was so good for the store. Her overall concept is just wonderful. And she did a great job of it, but it was just Natalie on her own really doing it. Now we have three to four people always working, you know, on keeping that place going. And that's really what it takes there. It takes a lot of work to keep those plants looking healthy. But Mm -hmm. I think that's part of our success is that we just have more people who can work on it. So that's a really big leap as well. Having a store, and most people who have owned a restaurant or a small shop figure that in the beginning, it's going to be them by themselves doing all the things. Right. And right. then there's a cap, right, of what you can do to keep, especially like you have plants, you have things you have to keep alive. Yes. Right. <laughs> so um, what was that transition like and how did you decide, okay, we have to make this leap and then continuing to keep up? Like I said, it just kind of grew. The thing is, is when you order plants and they come, then you have to take care of them. So some of it was probably a mistake thinking, well, we can handle this many plants. And then we would get them and I'd say, well, we have to hire somebody right right away Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we can't. But again, that worked out. And we got very lucky in that the people that we hired uh, enjoy it and they want to be there doing it. And uh we all want to be there doing it. It's 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 uh, it's better than many jobs. Water, mm-hmm. Watering plants is is a it's a ritual, which is kind of in in the name of our shop. Uh, ritual is part of it, and that's definitely our ritual at the shop is watering plants every day. <laughs> Did you have a green thumb? Did you have plants at your home before you purchased this? S- some. Uh, I would I probably have four or five plants in my house right now. And before before this, there was probably 20, 25 plants in my house. I've realized that uh, I do a better job of taking care of them at the shop than I do at my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but that's true of a lot of things. You know, uh, if, if it's there at, at work, I can keep my mind on it. At home, I've got a million other things that, that I'm doing. But mm-hmm. uh, I had some plants. I would say I have less plants now that I have a shop full of plants. Mm-hmm. But that's because I've got a shop full of plants. Absolutely. <laughs> right. um, so there, 
we're talking a lot about the plants, but there's a lot of other goods and mm -hmm. wonderful, beautiful things at your shop. How do you determine what what comes in and what doesn't? And um, is it just your uh, you or your wife or who decides how everything is organized? Because it's beautifully and um, what would the word be? Uh, I, I feel like it's such a great mindful space to just come right. in and yes, it's it's there for people to shop, but also browsing is such a relaxing thing in your shop. Right. Uh, the selection of the stuff that is selling in there has really been, uh, there's four people who have been there and four people who have made choices on what goes in the shop and then what works is what stays. So there's a lot of stuff that's gone through there that we don't sell anymore. That wasn't, wasn't what we felt worked in there. So there's a lot of trial and error and ordering stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And again, we've been really lucky. We have people who just stop by the shop and have things to sell and lots of them are good. Mm -hmm. And so we have some pretty eclectic, uh, people who bring us all kinds of different things. We have, a person who brings us trailer loads of driftwood that he collects in Canyon Lake from his canoe. And there's a lot of work that goes into that. At first, we after we bought some from him, we thought, well, there's wood everywhere. Let's go find it ourselves. And we tried that one time. And then we said, oh, no, this is way more work than we thought it was. And we have a lady who brings us uh, holy rocks, rocks with holes in them that we plant in. And same thing. We said, well, these are everywhere. But Getting them loaded up and bringing the right ones is uh, of value to us. So we get really lucky that people bring us these things that we need. And then we make stuff with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they have this this hobby and art. And you've realized and understood through your trial and error right. that that art of it is worth paying for. Right. Absolutely. And then, so in addition to the these natural products that can be found around here or discovered mm -hmm. when looking for the right thing, you have what other types of products? Well, we do all kinds of apothecary uh, things. We do incense, things like that. And, and those uh, things are uh, like incense in, in particular. We've found this the scent that is ceremony and... Mm -hmm. That's our best-selling scent, which is just ground Palo Santo. It's it's uh, nothing more than wood, but it's when people walk in, they say, "Wow, it smells great in here." What is it? And it's always that one thing. We, mm -hmm. That's just kind of the smell of our place. And again, trial and error has found what items we use in there, and we're always trying new things and seeing if they work or not. But we found, at least with the incense, we know what our what our smell is. It's in the walls now. It's mm -hmm. it's just part of it. And in the walls is kind of another thing of what I think our success is based on. And it sounds kind of hooky, but I think that our the building is extremely special. It's one of the oldest buildings in Wimberley. Uh, you really walk in there and look at it. I always, all the time, say, "Why are the plants doing so well? There's mm. not, there's not quite enough light in this building. How, how, how can they be doing well? But they are, and I can't really attribute that to, <laughs> to any science just or the watering anything. And, yeah. yeah, it's 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 just a lucky place in that way. Well, and I would um, wager as well that because of the people that are there, take not just taking care of them, but amongst them care about them so much there's an energy in that space right. with the buildings and with the people that are there is there is there something in particular that you do 
and in your hiring process or do you have the right people just come along at the right time? It really is that. In fact, like kind of the way I've approached hiring is to, uh, it just has to fall in our lap. Mm. We, we do get a lot of people who bring us in resumes. We're always happy to see them and, we also just, it seems to just be when the right person comes in, we know it right away. Mm-hmm. So it's very much intuition. It's very much intuition with hiring people. Absolutely. So you you weren't an entrepreneur. What kind, I mean, you had an entrepreneurial heart and spirit where you were, you were willing to go and do new things. How has this experience of owning and running a retail shop enlightened you or changed you? What have you learned along the way um, so far? The first thing I learned was that with my previous job as, as a woodworker, I would not talk to people for eight hours a day. You know, there's loud machines going, you have on earmuffs, you're working. And so there wasn't a whole lot of talking going on. That was the biggest change with working up here is that uh, you know, I'm talking to people all the time and, and explaining the plants to them or listening to what their questions about plants are. And I like that. It's a, it's a different thing, but I, I like it a lot. And I like uh, I like standing out front of community or ceremony, I'm sorry, and uh, seeing the community go by every day. That's mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing about working there is just seeing the people walk by every day and talking to them. And getting to know and the, to the know. people in the community. You mentioned community because it's it's right. kind of next door to <laughs> right. community pizza. Well, and let's talk about that. So you help them source and plant. Are there any other shops in the area that you guys provide plants for or landscaping? Or how did that work out? Yeah, well, with community specifically, Casey, who worked for us at Ceremony for years, also works at community and she became their head gardener there. Mm. So our many of their plants are from our shop and Casey does a lot of the arranging and uh, placement of those plants down there. We st- we work together with her on that all the time. And we do do that with several other businesses. Um, Dos Olivos, uh, we've done plants for them and we do landscaping and uh, for private and for business all over the place. A lot of the landscaping that has happened on the square here has just been something that we've done uh, because we want to improve all those beds along the square. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I've been in this area for eight years, but I lived in Driftwood. So I would go off to Austin or Kyle. And it's just been recently in the last couple of years that I've um, really been embedding myself in, in Wimberley. And it's kind of been about the same time that ceremony has been coming up. And I have noticed that transformation of the square, that it's becoming more and more ceremony. So it's mm-hmm. almost like your shop is growing. I'm trying to grow it out, absolutely. Yeah, and you it's like you're advertising across the town by spreading your generosity and your beauty, just planning it out there. And it's so... Um, it is gorgeous and beautiful and natural, but it also has a very, it's a very ceremony um, aesthetic yes, that yes. is noticeable and um, it's a great extension of your brand. We have a certain style of what our look is plant-wise, and it's um, slightly based on my thinking that the the zone well the climate change here is mm. changing and I, I i have a feeling that texas will be closer to like a a nine a zone than it is which now it's an eight 
B, I think, is what zone is. It. I think that the weather is changing here enough that some of these plants uh, can, will will start to grow here, and mm-hmm. will will be more of uh, what what is what we can do with the with the water resources that we have. Mm-hmm. And so that look that you see is a I'd call it a bit more southwestern, or uh, really, it's cactus from uh, from Mexico and, and that kind of area from the Sonora Desert that I think will start to work here in the next decades uh, a little better than some of the other plants that we've been doing mm-hmm. and trying to uh, keep alive with water that we don't have. Exactly. Well, right. that was one of the things that I learned when I first moved out here. I was uh, living in the city for 10 years and didn't have to worry about, well, didn't have to think about, yeah. I should say, mm-hmm. um, animals and everyone in the city waters too much because we it's so readily available right. you know we're here we're, we're walking by and driving by the rivers and we see first hand the, right. the impact that that we're having um and that the, the the change of the climate so yeah when i first moved out here i'm like oh, i'll plant this and it's dead or something ate it okay what about that i'm like okay now i need to research and pay attention and make sure that i i know what's going to last that i'm not going to use all the resources right and that it's not going to get gobbled up <laughs> yeah the deer the deer are a big problem people ask us all the time about us leaving our plants out overnight uh, with the concern that they'd be stolen, but it, we don't have any problems with that. But the deer will come by and take a bite here or there, or mm-hmm. run, run off with something. So they're they're our biggest concern uh, with our plants out there on the square. M- much of the stuff that we are planting, like the large scale cactus that you might see out there on the square, are also they look like they're planted in the ground, but they're planted in pots that are under the gravel. That way, they can be removed. Uh, in the wintertime and brought inside or brought into a greenhouse. So uh, it's always going to be changing out there on, on in front of our shop. Mm-hmm. Things will come out, things will go in for the right seasons, and uh, hopefully it'll always look fresh and nice. Mm-hmm. So far it's been yeah. great. Well, and that's a really good tip for those who yes. want to have a beautiful landscape for their home but um, understand that they don't necessarily want to buy new plants and replant right. every year that you can put them in larger pots underneath and then there's a lot around. of different methods that you can do wrapping or moving or any of those but that is one thing that i suggest to most people around here i've lived here all my life i really haven't covered a cactus until the last five years mm-hmm. so th- it's obvious to me that there's uh, a change in our weather and it's really just the prolonged freeze that becomes a problem for the cactus we mm-hmm. didn't used to have three or four day freezes that i could remember hardly ever but that seems to happen every year now so especially multiple inches of snow for right. a week and a half that's right. wild uh, so since you've had the business for a couple of years now and it's evolved has your vision of it changed or has it just grown um i would say that it but both it's it's grown and th- that has something to do with it changing uh what we're what we're learning is that shipping plants has a pretty big footprint. Mm-hmm. You know, we bring plants in from California every two weeks. It's uh, it's a long drive for an eighteen wheeler to bring it every time. So what we're trying to do now is build a very large greenhouse here in in town and be able to ship less and have more plants that we can sustain and not not have to uh, use a truck as often. 
mm-hmm. to bring us plants. That'll, that'll be our next step is to grow that way. And if we are able to do that, then we can also start supplying other businesses that sell plants with plants around here. So mm-hmm. that, yes, it, it, I would say the idea of ceremony is the same, still is kind of just uh, about uh, promoting a ri- self-care ritual for yourself through through plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the scale of our business has has changed and for for the larger, which is always you have to you have to move slow with that kind of thing, you know mm-hmm. so yeah th- that would be that would be a concern for us is um, can we do this? I think we can. I think we can uh, order more plants and grow more of the plants ourselves over time. So is there a, you talk about ritual and 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 some of the things in your shop or, or everything in your shop is all about ritual. Um, so even all the, the, the trinkets and lotions and soaps, it's all about creating a ritual for right. yourself that's full of love and, um, and inspiration. That's right. When um, when you think about a big growth change, like building a, you know, like is there buying land and building a um, a greenhouse, and then you have to staff that rec- mm. that greenhouse. Is there a process, or do you are you still just following your intuition and looking around and saying, like, do you do a bunch of research, or do you say, like, I, I th- this feels good. Oh, it's both. I spend some time doing research on it, but uh, with the greenhouse. Uh, I specifically know that when it's done, I'll end up being there for a couple years to figure out how it works. We'll go into it knowing that it's going to be a a learning curve and that it'll probably take me or Everett being there quite a bit until we can figure out how it works. And then we can hire somebody else to be over there and help us with it. But I go into it expecting to do most of it Mm -hmm. on my own or or between the partners. Mm Mm-hmm. So what in this process so far has um, been your biggest surprise? The, how busy Wimberley is mm-hmm. is the biggest surprise mm-hmm. to me. I, I've lived here my whole life. I can't believe the amount of people who come through this town now on a regular basis. One of the reasons we want to make the, uh, the beds out there on the street look nice is because you're probably going to end up sitting in your car there for a good while. Waiting. <laughs> Wait, waiting to get through the square. Yeah. So plenty of time for people to look at something pretty, but I, that would be the the biggest surprise to me is that our business has uh, done even better than I thought it would mm-hmm. because there are so many people coming through town now and moving here and living here. Well, like you said, you've been here since you were a child, so um, you've seen a lot of changes. That's right. That's right. And the square somewhat looks the same and somewhat doesn't. We've had a lot of construction this year. Uh, how does that feel as a native watching it grow and change so much? I've been here since there wasn't a stoplight in Wimberley. Mm-hmm. So everything is everything is a change for sure. Uh, I, I'm glad what's what's happening here. I think it's I think it's a good thing um, for, for uh, the growth. I think the diversity has changed in Wimberley and I, and I like that a lot. My only complaint I think would be that, it's much harder to swim here than it was when, mm-hmm. I, when I was a kid. Luckily, we have a creek right behind our shop, so I don't have anything to complain about. But uh, that's the biggest loss to me is is the water, essentially. Uh, it, it's not easy to go swimming anymore. It's not easy to even uh, keep your well full of water. Uh, that, that, that would be the only complaint I have, and there's not any way around that really other than 
conservation? Yeah, I remember when I first moved to Driftwood, I went to, um, Driftwood is not actually an incorporated town, so they have monthly community meetings. And I stood up and said, "Why, why don't we do more to require rainwater collection? And I have never seen so many people give me the stink eye. Yeah. What, what did I do? And they were like, you can't require anybody to do anything. This is Texas. This is right. driftwood. They have to make the choice based on their understanding. So what we can do is help to educate. and We can talk to developers about what the best choices are. That's right. But um, the unincorporated place of driftwood is not going to require anything and it really taught me a lot about the spirit of texas i imagine that that was a few years ago when that happened and every year that goes by also probably makes more people realize that yeah that is that is what we have to do Mm -hmm. so i think it's i think it's starting to sink in that that there's not going to be enough water here without making some serious changes Mm -hmm. but you're right it is texas isn't it it may take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that uh, some of the developments that have come in, at, you know, new homes and um, you know, subdivisions are making the choice yeah. because they realize that it's best for their mm-hmm. community that they're building for long-term value. That's so right. that's nice. That's nice to see. What's been the hardest decision that you've had to make either in this business or, or just as, as your life has changed? You know, the hardest decision really that I've had to make so far about any of this was uh, leaving Gary Weeks and company after 17 years mm-hmm. to jump into something that I wasn't sure about because I truly loved that job over there it, and it was a great part of my life. I'm happy that I ha- have made that decision now in retrospect, but that was the hardest thing was deciding to uh, jump into something completely new. And I probably wouldn't have, I didn't really just quit over there and open this business. I kind of did both for a good while to, to see what would work. And eventually this ceremony required me to be there all the time. So mm-hmm. that's why I ended up leaving the other job. But that's been the hardest decision out of all of it was that. I can completely see and understand that Gary and the the business he's created, his dedication to quality, um, the spirit and life that lives in him mm-hmm. and, and with his work is absolutely beautiful. Is what in that experience have you brought over to like being a leader and running your own business now? I would give most credit to my success here at Ceremony to the years that I worked for Gary. Uh, It'd be hard to pinpoint exactly what that was, but really I think it's uh, Gary's always trying to do better. And so I kind of try to do that here too. Mm -hmm. Always trying to improve on on the original concept or on the whatever the new thing is that you're working on. He's also very methodical and I and I try to do that too. Now I I try to really think out uh what what's what the plan is. That doesn't mean I always succeed in figuring out what it is, but mm-hmm. I I try to spend time thinking about what my next step or what the next step for uh ceremony will be. Yeah, I was I was going to say that um Gary is always trying to do better, but not in a wild, hurried way. Right, right. Not There's in a no stressful. Rush. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just a slow examination of how can this be improved. Right. And I think that there's absolute. There's so much to learn from woodworking in general, but then also the um, the pace 
and way of living right that um that gary weeks and his family share yeah i'm extremely lucky to have been part of that for so long how do you um so you worked for him for a long time now you have employees does that experience also bleed into how you work with your team yeah i think so um I think Gary uh, realized with me that the only way I really learn anything is by messing it up over and over again. Mm. And he kind of let me do that. Uh, and so I wouldn't say that any of my employees mess things up, but I but I let them uh, figure it out, how it works. And that's easier on me, too, because I don't have to – I don't really go around telling them what to do very often. I just kind of let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. And it seems to work. Mm-hmm. It leads to happy employees mm-hmm. as well when you give them that opportunity and space. And then when they find success, then you both benefit from it right. as well. So now that you have a business and not just a job, how do you manage your personal life? Has that been hard or have you been able to keep them both thriving? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting, but but. My life kind of centers around the square now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here so much. I uh, I have so many friends that are also work around here or in Wimberley uh, that my personal life and the business kind of kind of mix together. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. It's such a wonderful community. I love it here. I do find that I'm uh, not uh, that I uh, you know, used to be. I would be in Austin or I would be somewhere else, uh, you know, on the weekends doing something. I don't seem to leave Wimberley very much in, anymore, and I don't mind that. Yeah, there's something. There's something to do here. Oh yeah, now right. there is. Right. Like you said, there wasn't really when you were a kid. No, no. <laughs> now there now there's plenty to do. That's fantastic. I love that, that you're engaged in the community full on now. Have you experienced burnout? I mean, a lot of people who first start start a business, the first two years are overwhelming. You have a very zen space to be in, so yeah, that's helpful. It helps. Um, but there's also a steep learning curve. Uh, have you have you had to deal with that yet? Or, or I don't want to no, say it, yet. No, it may be coming. Yeah. <laughs> It may be coming. No, things things have been good in that in that sense. You know, uh, my job with Gary is was also a very zen job. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, woodworking is well. I just say it's relaxing if, if it's going right, and so so is this new thing. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Have there any been any roadblocks that I mean? Sometimes when you're following your intuition, the roadblocks don't really seem like roadblocks. And I know I've worked with people over the years who. Um, and anytime a challenge comes up, it's like, oh, okay, then we'll pivot and it's fine. And then others lose their mind and a lot of hair. <laughs> so yeah. how do you handle roadblocks? You know, we, I have to say we've just been lucky and things have been going great since, we, since we've started it. Uh, I haven't had any huge hurdles to, j- to jump over with yet in this business. Mm-hmm. The, the, the cold, cold winter is, is when we work our hardest but we've still figured out a, a way around most of that. I do a lot of wrapping of plants uh, every day for a few months. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's not huge hurdles we've had to deal with yet. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good for you. Where do you find your inspiration? It's right here at the square. Yeah. Uh, it, people coming by and telling me how much they like it is means a lot. And that'll keep you going mm-hmm. no matter what. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I Like I said, I love 
walking by your shop, going in. Um, when I want a gift, I go into ceremony because there's always something you can feel good about giving, even if it's somebody who can't keep something alive. <laughs> there's some stuff in there that'll last for a pretty right. long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in addition to that, when I get a ceremony gift, I, I feel like I know that people care about me and about um, the, the world that they're living in, mm-hmm. in the type of, of stuff that you have in there. So you have, um, you're working on this greenhouse. Have you started yet? We looked yesterday at the site. We figured out the orientation of how it's going to be set in there. And then the next step is for us to uh, get the rainwater collection set up for it. And then it's, it's hopefully it'll be done by December. We'll have it built. I really hope it's done by December by the time it gets cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I have somewhere to. I have decisions like that to make. I need to go to Tucson and buy a lot of cactus because we're getting low on it. Now, going out there and buying a lot of cactus and not knowing if it has a place to go in in January or late December is a little worrisome. So we have to make that other thing happen is basically what, mm-hmm. what that comes to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's how, you know, businesses really grow. Like that's you don't have done. a choice, you've got to right. leap. So yeah. um, there's a poem by W.H. Auden that uh, comes up in my life a lot, and it's called Leap Before You Look. And there's a lot going on in the poem, but just that statement right there, you know, sometimes if you look too hard, you stop and turn around. That's right. And that's not necessarily what's best. That's what's happened with us. I was kind of saying that earlier is that, you know, we, we ordered a bunch of plants and then we figured out that we have, we figured out they have to be watered and they have to be watered on this schedule. And that means that we need another employee. And so that we've been doing a lot of leaping before we look and it's, we've just got really lucky and it's, it's worked out. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's, uh, there's luck and then there's doing a great job and creating a space where people want to be. Mm-hmm. So I've talked about wanting to be there as a customer, but obviously, um, if you're if you have people wanting to work for you and staying with you, then you're creating a great space for people to be, yeah, and live their lives because we live at work. Right. I think our employees really like being there. They really do. They they come in early and stay late all the time. Uh, oh, which that's would, a great which sign. Would, which would tell me that they want to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. What would you tell other people about they have a passion or they're they're at the edge of a big leap of starting a new business or or taking a leap of faith to do something? What would be your advice? Uh, again, be methodical. I have to say that it, I don't feel responsible for a lot of our success. It just it just feels as if it happened to me. And uh, meaning meaning that uh, again lucky and mm-hmm. that uh it was just meant to be uh sure I've, I've made some good decisions and we've and we've uh we've we've figured out how to use our attributes of design and those things well but a lot of it has just been incredible luck if if this town uh hadn't become what it is becoming i i don't know that we would uh have this that success and i i often think if we had to move this business i don't know i don't know if i could find another building that i would really want to move it in the building is so important to what ceremony is Mm um so to somebody jumping in i would i would say do do the best you can to be methodical and think out your plan but also just be no, you, you need some luck for any of this stuff to, to go well. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about Gary in here in this podcast, but I would say that he probably attributes a lot to luck. But Absolutely. what I see from the outside is a slow and patient, yes. methodical process and a dedication to doing a good job, to building relationships with with your customers, your vendors, all of those people that make a difference. So if something does come up, it's not a roadblock or a hurdle. It's a right. conversation with a friend. Yeah. And so um, to what I see in and what I feel and what I've, I've come to know in communicating with you over the years is that um, what can be really difficult to a lot of people because of overthinking and over-processing mm-hmm. feels like a slow and easy, <laughs> lucky right. happenstance. Yes. yeah. I, we, I, I imagine that we probably put ourselves in a good position to end up being lucky. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we definitely, uh, it's not all luck. <laughs> yeah, you definitely work hard. <laughs> yeah. And, but you put yourself in a position to receive. Right. Yeah. You know, and when the gift comes, you accept it. And uh, and ceremony uh, gives us that opportunity all the time to re- to receive it. It kind of it keeps giving back to us all uh, all of us who are involved in it mm-hmm. in that way. That's fantastic. Yeah. What are some of the things in the community that ceremony gets involved in, or you get involved in, that you've really come to love? Oh, uh, every parade that goes by, we want to be involved in those kind of things. We want to be involved with people uh, being out on the square. We want to. Uh, promote music on the square and uh, yeah we uh, basically anything that is about Wimberley we don't really pick a side in in, in anything we just want to we want it to look nice out there we'd like people not to honk their horns so much <laughs> and get <laughs> irritated by the by the traffic and just, yeah we want people to uh, be happy here in Wimberley mm-hmm. that's the important part Absolutely. Go through slowly and enjoy the view. Right, right. It's go- Yeah, it's going to be slow. And and some shops will close at 4 p.m. And some people get irritated by that. But that's just, that's what it is. It won't be like, Wimberley is changing so much that, that this may only be a short window that it's, you know, the way it is quaint. Mm-hmm. But I hope that's not the case. I would like it to stay close to how it is now. I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's in the wonderful sweet spot right now. Right. Busy enough to keep all these little businesses exactly. thriving, but also uh, lovely enough that people can close it right. for and go enjoy their families or take a dip in the river. <laughs> yeah, I hope it stays like that. I really do. <laughs> Me too. So mm-hmm. uh, you guys visit, but don't move here. No, right. <laughs> yeah, we say that a lot. <laughs> we do. Um, it is such a wonderful place. Well, is there any last anything else that you would like to share? Um, you guys are selling stuff on the website now, is that right? No, we sell uh, t-shirts and hats, and uh, that's something. The website's something that I don't have a whole lot of interest in uh, selling things online. Uh, it seems like a whole other business, just packing things up and shipping it off. People ask us about shipping plants. It is possible, but it's just not something that I really want to do. I, I, we have a lot of people come in and say the plants that we buy here are the best plants that we, they're all the healthiest plants that I have. I, I don't know exactly why that is, but the thought of sticking the plants in a, a box and shipping them mm. for a few days just you can't guarantee it, how they're going to show up. I can't up. guarantee, and it doesn't sound that appealing to me. I don't. I, I don't it's not what I would want to happen to me if I was a plant. <laughs> so, I love that. 
<laughs> so no, we don't do a lot of selling from our website as of now, but you can get a t-shirt or a hat on there. Which your brand is, is a, a beautiful brand that you want to wear. I actually have a Yeti here and I have this ceremony sticker on it because it's just so beautiful. It's a, such a beautiful brand that... that it, that's by Curtis Jenkins. He's a local here in in Wimberley and he's extremely talented. And that'd be another thing that I say was is just extremely lucky. We we got him to uh, do that and it, it's, it's a great logo. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. And mm-hmm. your sign, who did your sign? Um, I can't remember the name of the man who put it together, but that was also all designed by Curtis. It was someone he worked with to make the sign. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous experience. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know who hasn't been to ceremony, but if they haven't been, they Please should come. definitely visit. It's absolutely beautiful. Are there any any suggestions on how to take care of the plants other than what you've already said? The majority of the plants that we have would like to dry out in between watering. Mm-hmm. So uh, when in doubt, let it drought is what we say to people mm-hmm. often. Uh, but we also sell plants that want a little bit of water, but not many. Most of, most of our stuff is succulent or cactus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that with the plants that I have. And you know, I, I'll read about them so that I know how to take care of each one. And um, even when they come from a tropical environment, I think, oh, tropical, it needs water all the time. Mm-hmm. But then when I start that, I can see it tells me, mom, right. no, <laughs> let right. me dry out. Mm-hmm. And so they do, they, they do thrive when, when you let them dry out. So they are, they are excellent gifts for folks who think that they kill things. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining my me pleasure. And, and sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. If you liked it, tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn. The mission of MVP Business is to dig deep into the lives of true leaders so that others can follow, knowing that the path isn't always easy, but the journey is worth it. So enjoy the day and live with passion.